You're listening to the Fat Dude Digs Flicks Movie Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? This is Andy, the resident fat dude of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, with an all-new episode of Let's Talk About. Uh, I am delighted to have you here today for this week's show. Uh, I've really come to enjoy kind of doing these, I'm calling them flashback episodes, I guess, is the best way to to call them. Uh, You get to take a trip with me (laughs) down memory lane uh, to to chat with one of my friends from high school. Uh, So far I've had uh, uh, Robbie and Brad on the show. Uh, And on this week's episode, I get uh, one of my fellow theater students who has gone on to amass a pretty good acting, producing, uh, writing career of her own, and that is Brandy Price. It is an absolute joy to get to chat with Brandy on this week's episode, and she's got some great stories of her experiences and um, just a good perspective on things. So uh, let's go through the whole thing. Go ahead and grab your popcorn. Grab your soft drink, kick back, relax, and let's talk about the cutting edge. All right, everyone, welcome to an all new episode of Let's Talk About. And I have to tell you, like one of the things that has really brought me so much joy doing this podcast is being able to reconnect with people from uh, the the lost chapters <laughs> of my life. Like, it's just, you know, you, you get older and it's like, there's a whole time that you kind of forget. I mean, you, you hold on to that memory very fondly, but you forget that you were a teenager once. And it <laughs> is my absolute pleasure to have on the show today, uh, from my high school years, at Louisville High School in Louisville, Texas. Actress, uh, 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 multi-hyphenate, if I recall. You're like a producer, <laughs> writer, all of that stuff. Brandy Price. Brandy, how are you? You know, I can't really complain. And if I did complain, who was really listening to <laughs> right? that who, stuff? Who wants to hear the bad Nobody stuff? wants all... to hear that stuff. <laughs> this is they a positive podcast. want to hear all the podcast. good stuff. That's right. That's right. No, but actually, I really am doing quite well. I'm doing so well. Good. Yeah. Good. I am. I'm so happy to hear that. It has been, first off, it's been years <laughs> since yes. we've had a conversation. Just a few. Just a, just a, just a few. Couple. We were, we were talking Decades. about the beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, 20 years. I know. 20 isn't years. that crazy? It's, it's gone by so quickly, but at the same time, like I, I feel like I feel all of those years that have passed. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like, for oh. sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, it feels like another lifetime ago, but at the same time, you you feel as if oh, I've definitely had some some road experience. Yep, <laughs> yep. I, I put some miles on I these put tires. Some miles in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Randy, exactly. I, I like I said, I'm just I'm so excited to to talk to you, and you know we've we've been following each other on Facebook like over mm-hmm. the years, but we've never really like you know, had one of those, oh, hey, how you, I mean, like, I guess like, maybe kind true, of like a true catch up. 
right right it's just kind of the it's the facebook catch-up like oh hey yeah. happy birthday hey right. this looks awesome you know <laughs> yeah, but exactly. like being able to kind of sit down and have a chat with something i'm super excited to get mm-hmm. to do uh but for for the listeners out there i'm going to hit you with the first question that i ask everybody and that okay. question is brandy price who are you where did you come from what is your origin story my oh origin story man if I were only a superhero that would be the best um (laughs) I I would say I was born in New Mexico I've traveled all over the place I traveled a lot as a kid um moved a lot of different places but I grew up in Louisville and obviously I graduated from Louisville High School and since then I've lived all over the country (laughs) like all (laughs) these different places um but I've always but I've always acting was kind of my first love Mm -hmm. as you, you know, like that's how we know each other is through theater. Yeah. Um, but I guess New Mexico via Texas, I consider myself more of a Texan than, than anything. Sure. Um, but yeah, I guess that, I don't know if that qualifies as an origin story. I was yeah. born, actually, I was born in Carlsbad near Roswell. So, you know, I may have oh. some underlying <laughs> alien blood floating around in there somewhere. There might be that kind of an there origin story. You just haven't yeah. traced the family tree back. Exactly. <laughs> my, my, actually, my dad convinced my my half siblings, both of them, that they were aliens for the longest time <laughs> because he was actually born in Roswell. Oh yeah, yeah. So so, he, so he's like, oh, you. He's like, uh, Brandy, you have to convince them also that we're aliens. Play so along. Like, okay. Yeah, just play along because they're quite they're quite a bit younger than than me and my sure. my other brother um, yeah. well one of my other brothers I have a couple yeah yeah but yeah <laughs> when so were you you said that acting has always been your love and that that's that's exactly how we know each other mm-hmm. but but before we our paths even crossed yes was that something that you were were super into was it like elementary middle school where you liked the chance to to perform and, so, and do things like that my very first play was in third grade. I was the only third grader um, that was cast in the production. I was super excited. Yeah. And I played a cheerleader in a Newt Rockney play. Um, yeah. And so it was like, we were just like the cheerleader in the background, like, hey, go Newt right? Rockney. He's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't anything fantastic, but I, I look back at pictures of that. And I had so much makeup on as like a third grader. I had like this bright red lipstick and like the mascara and all those things. And and it was just interesting to look back on that now and see how like, you know, obviously like theater changes. Like and when we were in high school um, doing theater, we did a lot of plays where we didn't wear makeup like mm-hmm. at all. Right. <laughs> they're like, no, right. don't do it. We want you yeah. to look like as worse as possible. <laughs> Who cares about the light? Yeah, don't. it doesn't matter. It'll <laughs> yeah. flatten your face. That's fine. Yes, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was one less thing that anybody had to teach us too, because yeah, I can just true. imagine, like at oh, that that's time, fair. yeah, that's right? super fair. And and we would have, exactly. you know, a uh, 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 you know rambunctious group of teenagers. Sure, we probably would have just screwed around with it more than actually learned anything. That's I screwed around true. with it in college. Like I still wasn't like super mature about. It. I was like, oh look. Yeah. I can, I can like, oh, that's the bruises. sponge. I'm going to do everything with it. <laughs> Extra facial hair. Yes, all exactly. Over. We're like, um, ah, I could be the middle lady. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, I relate to that, that, you know, you get a part in elementary school yeah. and all of a sudden it just is like, this is what I want to do. It this kind is of what lit I a fire. It's so funny. Yeah. And uh, my I, mom said one of the first things that she ever um, remembered me like acting was she found me in the attic of my grandmother's house and I was just crying. And I don't know if, because my response to her was, I very succinctly said, no, I'm just practicing. I'm fine. <laughs> you know? And, and I'm like, was I really practicing like at such an early age? Because I have no recollection of this memory, but my mom sure. told me that she said, no, you've, you've always been an actor, like always. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've gotten that too. Where it's like I never, I did practice crying, but that was later on. Where it was just like, let me just try and do this. Like, can I, I can do, do it? it? Can, can I, I do it? it? Can I make myself yeah. cry? Um, but my my parents have said the same thing. Where it was like, you know, you were you were a performer. You always had to be the one who kind of like, you know, you like you like to blend in when you're doing your, which is like, so crazy because you're very giant right i know <laughs> you're a very tall man <laughs> <laughs> but i always did i always wanted to kind of like be hidden as much as possible off yeah. stage but on stage like get me out there like let me just do this show do this story and the uh -huh. first role that i ever had was as the planet Jupiter, which totally fit. right? Yeah, I was the the biggest kid in the school, so I was the biggest, the planet. biggest planet, right? And it was just, it was a blast. And from there, it was kind of like you know, and I did like there was like a, a, a an acting class that I took in like kindergarten, but uh -huh. that that one doesn't stick with me as much as playing Jupiter does. And from there, it was uh -huh. just I I got my taste, and I was like this is what I want as, as right, much of right. this as possible. Um, did you kind of like, did you kind of take that joy and run with it from there? Or was it like uh, later like on that from, opportunities from elementary school on? Yeah. No, you, you know, I didn't. I think that um, I didn't grow up in a family of artists at all. So my mom and she was excited that I did the play, but she never pushed me to do any sort of creative endeavors from that point you know yeah. like where there's the stage moms and they're trying to constantly get their kids like oh my god they're gonna be a movie star right, right, um, right. my mom was never like that she she always just let me kind of do my own thing and if I wanted to do it I did and, and so I think that if I had that gumption at such a young age I probably would have started a lot younger than I did um yeah. but I didn't so sure. my, my family was a very, very much sports oriented. So mm -hmm. I grew up um, playing baseball and basketball and doing track and field and, you know, all of those things. So those were always like highly encouraged. Um, my mom growing up, she was a cheerleader and I did that for a little while, like in middle school. And then I yeah. realized it's really not my thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, so after, after elementary school, I didn't really do very much at all, like all through middle school and all of that. I, I didn't really have any sort of creative outlets apart from like art class or something. Yeah. And, and then in high school, I was like, I definitely want to join theater. That's mm -hmm. my number one thing. And yeah. so I just kind of made it everything after that. I'm, I'm curious because I feel like there's a lot of 
there's a lot of similarities there. Uh, yeah. my, my parents never pushed me into sports, but because my older brother was a football player in high mm -hmm. school, went on to college to play football, and I looked like this. There like was like kind you of look a, like you could be a lineman. Right. Yeah. There was there was kind of that. <laughs> but you're a big that, teddy bear, so you're like, no, don't. That's it's a weird mix. It's yeah. a very, very <laughs> weird mix. Um, but I think there was that that kind of expectation that I should play sports, right. and it never really hit for me. But when I went to high school and the theater classes were offered and they were available, it was like, this is what I want. Like I want theater right. classes. And I also did football my freshman year and learned right away that. <laughs> despite this that was not, not for, for me no not at all not at all uh so I, I I just kind of wonder it was like was it was it that kind of joy like when you saw that you could sign up for a theater class in high school it was kind of like that instant like yes sign me up like, oh there was no question name. like there was yeah. no question at all I just I I was like yeah no I'm absolutely doing it yeah and yeah. And I, I, so we did, and, and at least in high school, it was like theater one, and then you mm -hmm. could like audition and go into like theater four or whatever. And yeah. so when, when we did, I was like, yeah, I can theater four, like after right. theater one, and I was just so excited, <laughs> you know, so, but, but at that point, you still don't get any of the good parts, good parts, you know, yeah. in quotations, right. um, until you get, you have more seniority. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yep. But we were, but you were in the same, like, I think we went to, did we go to all four years of theater together? Yeah, I think I so. I think it was, I think it was all four. Yeah, all four I years. think so too. Uh, because I think, I think sophomore year was Miss Jordan, if I remember yes, right. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then, but then, but freshman year, freshman year was Miss Barrett. Oh, I, 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 uh, randomly I think, a couple of years ago, I hung out with Mrs. Barrett. Did you really? I, I hired her, um, as I was a producer and I hired her as, um, as an actor, <laughs> or like a, awesome. like a background actor for one of the things. And, and she was just like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> she, and it was like, great. Oh, she is just she is just awesome yeah um yeah I, I had her freshman year and then miss mm -hmm. jordan was sophomore year yeah. and then barrett uh, uh junior and senior year yes and yeah it was that same kind of thing it's like you did your first year and i think my first year like i really enjoyed it but i was still like still not comfortable in my own skin like i, I, think... I remember actually when you tried out for the musical it was a guys and dolls and yes. nobody, nobody knew that you could sing. I and didn't then, know. And then you did it and everyone's like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> Andy, who are you? Yeah, I... So I'll, 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 I, I hate to ever talk, like really talk about myself on this show, yeah. but it's fun to do that. So I'll tell you, honestly, it was like that summer when it was, an, or before it was announced, that summer beforehand, I wanted nicely nicely i wanted okay. to be nicely nicely so bad so i practiced you know sit down your rock in the boat on yeah. like over and over and over and over and again. nobody I like, knew i well at least yeah. i didn't know yeah and I, I i mean i i had like saying my entire life but i never was focused on it to make it feel like i was good or the and, confidence to have yeah. right right and then auditions for that came up and i was like i want nicely and then <laughs> something happened and it was like your sky and i'm like yeah. how the hell how am happen? i gonna be the romantic lead like right. this guy this guy <laughs> is gonna be the romantic lead of a musical and everybody was I just, like 
I was, I just remember like so excited for you. Like it was, really, you were so deserving. And then you were so incredible during the performance. It was awesome to see you blossom like that. Oh, and after that, you. you you did just blossom it. It was so incredible to see, like I said. It was it was just the wildest. The, the, that was the, one of the things I was, it, it was one of the things that I was super grateful for because it helped me find my confidence in the future. Yes. Like, and that was, I, that's and, like a pivotal memory, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, like I would guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Between that and so sophomore year, our one act was mm-hmm. one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And yes. I was in that. And that mm-hmm. was like a big deal because, you know, I was auditioning against like Tim Lindley. And oh, Chris Tim Lindley Petty. was, was, yeah, the, was right? the person to beat. <laughs> yeah. And I got it. And it yeah. was just like, is this guy going to like me? Like now he's going to hate my guts forever. Yeah. But and he was no, so nice. The sweetest, so cool. sweetest man, like just the, the nicest. And yeah, it gave me that boost of confidence to keep doing this. Uh, and then, you know, you, you kind of, I think you kind of go in levels. Like you, that yeah, was the confidence sure. I needed for that. This was the confidence I needed for that. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to college, you know, my first college go round didn't quite work out. My second <laughs> one though, that one was way better. Um, oh, but yeah, let's, let's dive. Let's, enough about me, Brandy. Yes. <laughs> so I could talk about you all day if you like. You're, you're way too kind, far too kind. Um, so let's, let's talk about your high school experience then with, high with theater and just high school in general. Like mm-hmm. that's such a weird time where it we're is. expected to like kind of grow up, but also still be kids and it's trying to find that weird medium and finding a focus. And I think our like focus that kind of kept us going was theater stuff, trying to be involved and trying to, you know, but, but you were you were doing other things at that time, right? Like, I, I, I feel like I remember that you did modeling as well. Am I misremembering? I did. Um, I did some modeling, yes. Um, uh, actually, Sarah. Do you remember Sarah Uma? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Sarah and I used to be part of, a like, a management group, and we used to do, like, runway shows and stuff like that during during high school. And I did a couple of hair shows and did, did some light modeling. Um, they wanted to offer me a contract to go to, um, China to do some modeling, but my mom actually turned it down and it was because we were at, we were at an Olive Garden. We had a meeting with the, the person that wanted to rep me Mm -hmm. and he said, go ahead and order dessert because this will be the last dessert you ever have. And my mom was like, Oh no. She just said no. And I was super devastated at the time, but also now looking back hindsight, I, I feel super grateful to her for making that decision because I think it would have changed who I am as a person. Yeah. And I think that it would have given me a lot of insecurities and a lot of things that I I don't currently have. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The film industry is brutal for actors because yeah. you're, you're constantly judged by by your physicality and exactly what you look like yeah. obviously there's talent there has to be talent involved in stuff too but you're being judged by what you look like um on a daily basis yeah yeah um, constantly. constantly yeah constantly and i yeah. also had a i also had a, a well part-time obviously because I'm, i have school but mm-hmm. i was doing honors classes and then i was also working at I had a couple different jobs at the time, but my main job at that time was 24 hour fitness. So I would go yeah. after school and, you know, and work there. And 
for me though, theater was an outlet for, from real life. It was a, yeah. it was a break from real life because right. I didn't have like, it, it wasn't the, I, I don't like talking about all sure. of that stuff, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the easiest yeah. time for me. Yeah. Like during high school, like I, I grew up very fast as, as all I'm saying right. um, during high school. So for me, theater was an outlet to, or, or a release in order to get some of that, that kid energy out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm able to act like a kid and be, and have the, that freedom. So, cause I yeah. wasn't able to have that a lot in my real life at the time. Right. And that, that escape, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you're dealing with stuff is, yeah. is super important mm-hmm. because then you're around other people that, you know, kind of have this, this positive energy yeah. to them where it helps you kind of find that, that positivity as well. I can imagine. I think I've always been kind of an innately positive person. Um, yes. just in, just in general, like, uh, you look hardship in the face and it's like, Oh, well, that's what it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah let's go on. Right. And I, yeah. and I've kind of always just innately had that. And I, I'm very thankful for that because I know other people in the same situations as me if, if, are not like that, or it's, or it's caused a lot of trauma. Yeah. Um, or they've dealt with that trauma in a different way than I, than I was able to. And I, so I feel very fortunate that my, my innate experience was always one through a positive lens. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think that, that, that optimism that you said that, that kind of positive thing is mm-hmm. definitely 100% true because there are stories that I remember from high school of, you oh. know, you just being the nicest person, like oh. always the nicest. You were the sweetest, like just super kind to everyone, like always greet you with a smile. Like it was just great. My mother still to this day will say, uh, there was one time where we, we were, she came to the theater for something and you like met her in the lobby uh-huh. and like, we're just so nice to her. So kind. And she's like, I really like that Brandy. And I'm like, I do too. She's really cool. <laughs> I don't remember that at yeah, all. I, it, I sadly, it, I don't, I, that's so, <laughs> it makes me feel a little bit bad, but I don't remember that at all. But that's well, kind of what I try to do. I try always yeah. to be nice to people. Yeah. And I think, I yeah. think that, that's, <laughs> part of your personality is one of the things that really, I mean, honestly has stuck with me like over the last Uh uh, two decades of time that has passed. Isn't that what, isn't that one of those things though, that people always remember how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. That's one of the biggest things. Like they always remember not necessarily what you did, but how you made them feel. Right. And I think that's like super, super important to remember as you go about your day-to-day life. Like, Mm -hmm. Just some people have shit. Uh, can I curse? Like, oh yeah. Just I never really did it. I never really did in high school. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. <laughs> so, but like sometimes people just have shitty days. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yourself included. Yeah. And you just have to remember that that's okay. That whatever that is that they're dealing with, not you. Right. Like that's just something that they're dealing with. Right. So and I, I think it, just not engaging in it and just returning it with like, oh, a smile. Okay, great. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think especially in high school, like that's a, that's a big 
move. Like that's a, that's a big play to do that because everyone is dealing with so much shit at that time, like, and things that you don't, things that you don't know about, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and everyone is dealing with it in their own way. And sometimes, you know, you remember the stories of people who picked on you and people who bullied you and you, you always associate them with that. But then there are the other people who it's like, well, I associate this person with positivity because every (laughs) time I was around them, I always felt great. And that's, that's you. Like that's, that's all you, like, it was just, it was a joy to get to spend time with you and grow up with you and, and, and be able to call you my friend. Like, I think things (laughs) like that were, that makes me cry. I get it. I'm, I'm getting there too. Try, I'll, I'll try and pull it back. I'm such an emotional person and I've always been an emotional person. (laughs) Yeah. I, I used to be able to count on my fingers at like, I would cry at least once in school in front of people every year, like from <laughs> kindergarten through senior high school. So I get it. Um, what, what, so, so through your, your high school theatrical career, and then we'll move, yes. we'll move on in a little bit here, but what role or roles like really stood out to you as, you know, either helping you kind of get on the track where you were like, I really love doing this or kind of taught you tools to use in the future as you kind of you know grow on to to other parts um my favorite role in high school was definitely getting play getting to play abigail in the crucible that Mm -hmm. was so fun Mm -hmm. and such an opposite character from who i am like she's just mean and conniving and just terrible person And one of the best compliments that I remember ever getting from a performance was from my dad. And he didn't get to see a lot of stuff. And um, for me, he said, I wanted to hit you and I hated you. And it was so weird because I also love you because you're my daughter. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, (laughs) it was just, it just felt so good. Yeah. Yeah. That, That someone says, I hated you. And I was like, yes. That's exactly what you're supposed to feel about that character. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that one it gave it did give me a lot of confidence. Um, insofar that hey, you can do something. It because it is acting. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people just kind of stick in their lane. Yeah. And they 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 do the one thing. They're great at the one thing, but they if they don't really stray outside of that. And for me, I think that opened up a way for me to do more character acting mm-hmm. um, and not be so focused on the, oh, I have to look pretty and, oh, I have to look this or that. Um, no, it's like, what can I do for the character to make it better or more yeah. interesting? And I think that was one of those pivotal moments for me, like in performance. Uh, yeah. 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 It and it was a lot it, of fun though. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, when you, when you act with somebody, you always have a lot of fun watching them learn the character, learn yeah. the part and try and discover <laughs> yeah. different things That's because true. it's like, cause you're, you're sitting there acting, <laughs> doing your own thing, absorbing the world of the play, but you're also watching what they bring so that you know how to react to it. And, right. you know, in, in high school, a lot of people get very, you know, wedged into, they have to play a particular kind of part because we're, we're not really digging deep. Uh, Like I remember, especially freshman and sophomore year, those plays are all very like, 
lighthearted, yeah. silly, like I'm yeah. gonna be this guy. Yeah, but exactly. When you kind of find your, I guess something you can really dig your claws into like it's just fun to watch people eat those up and watching you go from brandy you know nice, <laughs> the, nice, the nicest girl i know to <laughs> abigail is like it, it was just it was it was scary at times but in the best possible way because it was like she's she's getting it yeah <laughs> and and it's and I, and I don't think you know how to really like I guess, verbally express that at the time, you know, in high school, right. you, you know, the basics of acting, you know, this yeah. is this, and this is that. But I think after you go on uh, professionally, coll collegiately, all that stuff, then you can kind of really look back on it and really kind of understand like where you went and what you were trying to do. And it's just, right. that's the breakthrough part. That's so true. And I think that uh, at a time like there are a lot of times where you're progressing 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 and then you get to a plateau and then you're like oh what do I need to do in order to get to the next level because there is always that weird plateau as you're progressing too so we can't yeah. I can't I can't really ever forget that part because that's the hardest part if you want it because if you want to keep getting better you're going to be there for a little while and then all of a sudden you jump to the next level and you're like oh yep. like yep. I remember like speaking professionally i remember sure. i was i was auditioning for this tv show and i got a call i got like three callbacks and um it's, and it's i hate saying that but it's happened a couple times but this particular time i got a lot of great feedback from the director and she said she's like don't try so hard and i keep, and i'm like what do you think what do you, what do you mean like i don't i'm i'm not trying to cry i'm just crying like it's yeah. just happening like it's it, it felt organic to me but then I look back at the tape after a couple of years after I've gotten to that next level and I'm like oh yeah. that's what she was talking about like yeah not I'm it's like the trying not to cry like as you're crying right right <laughs> you know like the high like the high it's like hidden like yep. you don't have to show it especially in film like you definitely yeah. don't have to show it as much like if you're crying if you're feeling the emotion, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Like you, you don't have to even cry. Like in film, you could just be doing nothing yeah. and it looks really interesting. Right. You right. Know? And, and I think that having that confidence to know that you're enough, it's just like parts, like little tiny parts of you leveling up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and different stages of your life. And I feel like that was one stage in which I was able to level up and to learn that I really love character acting. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it gives you, it, I hate to say that it gives you a chance to do more, but I think it gives you a chance to explore yourself. I think bit. it gives you a chance to explore just in yeah. general and just yeah. to have fun. Yeah. Like, cause growing up, I, I was always under the impression that anger is bad and sadness is bad. And all of these things that are natural human emotions are bad. Yeah. So like acting gave me a way to explore those different things that were bad, even though now I know that they're not bad. They're just, the, they're a normal human condition that people have and you have to experience them and not negate them. Yeah. Um, so like when I look back on that, I think that was a stepping for um, stepping stone to get to the acceptance of one emotions and two, that I'm enough. And then three, that everything is just 
part of the process of, yeah. of living and, and also learning the characters, learning yourself, because as, as you develop each new character, you learn more about yourself too. It's very mm-hmm. introspective character work. I feel like. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so weird to, 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 to say that, but it's so true because it's like, no matter what character you play, the only way the character is going to feel real to an audience is if you find the reality and the truth and the honesty in that character, even with yourself Yeah. and tackling something like, you know, in high school, Sky Masterson, who was the, the, the romantic, like uber confident. It's like, if I can make the audience believe that I'm doing something right, that means that somewhere in me, there is a romantic, super confident guy. And you just bring that out. And exactly. that's, you know, and then I think, you know, when you get to tackle a part, that's the opposite. That's a little bit more fiendish, devilish. Mm-hmm. You have to go into those darker places. And I, I you know, I wonder if, if you ever get, do, do you, I guess I'll ask that question. Okay. Do you ever find yourself getting a little lost in darker characters or is it <laughs> where you have that balance? I have a funny story about that actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the, my first lead in a feature film, I played this really foul mouthed, um, very sad woman who just wanted someone to, to love her. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, it was a, it was essentially, it was like a stage play that we filmed. Sure. Um, and so it was very, very dialogue heavy. And I had a lot of monologues and stuff like that. And yeah. I, remember, I remember distinctly one, one uh, monologue and I, and I forgot one little part of it. I like, as I was doing, but I remembered that I forgot it, but I just kept going like as we're filming, cause you got to keep yeah. going. Right. Right. And and at the end of it, the director says he used his nickname for me was Peach because Peach Brandy, you know, anyway. Sure, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, his, he says, Peach, you forgot. I was like, can't, I was like, and my, I had an accent in it. I was like, can, can I just say my own fucking line? <laughs> you know <laughs> and I was then I started laughing immediately after that because it was just residual from the character just like yeah like oozing yeah. over and, and then I just start like cracked up laughing and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry but but people do that like they, yeah. they're they're in the zone and then like something breaks them out of it and you have to make that that shift it's like yeah. I'm I'm no longer this guy and sometimes yeah. it just bleeds it's over <laughs> yeah you just you you have to re- realize you're like oh I need that little that little transition period like for me I'm not one of those those types of actors that likes to stay in character all of the time yeah I'm yeah. I, I'm pretty good at just like switching on and off yep um yep. if it's a super emotional scene that's something I like to kind of be a little quiet or more reserved uh, beforehand mm-hmm. um but for the most part I'm not one of those actors that needs quiet and needs all that time to I guess, quote unquote, focus, because I've done most of the work, most, if not all of the work prior yeah. to like arriving on set. Yeah. So like, for me, the, the strange thing that connects me to, to the, the character once I'm on set is, is I just look at the script. I know the script. Right. Like I just look at the lines and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm there. Okay, yeah. I got yeah. this. And yeah. it's so and it's so random. Like, Randy, do you not know your lines? And I'm like, yeah, duh. 
like, but I've had like a step. I also don't love rehearsing. Yeah, I, I've learned that like as I, I used to love rehearsing, like it was sure. my favorite thing. But now, like I don't love it, and I'll um, I've had several act, uh, directors like they tell me later is like. I was kind of scared when we were in rehearsals. Like, I, I didn't know if you're going to be able to do this. And then you just knocked it out of the park. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like, I want you to be happy, but I also don't want to waste all of the, yeah. that, that, that magic that you get to capture on, on, um, yeah. It's for me, like I'm bet my best takes are like for film acting are like the first and second takes. Sometimes the third sure. it just depends. Like I'm I'm pretty consistent, but my best ones are always like the first and second. Yeah. And and I think that has to do with like theater training. Mm-hmm. Like because that's where we started. And it's it's like it's like doing that live performance. It's like, oh, it has to be perfect, like the first yeah. time. Otherwise, yeah. you're you can't it's, do anything it's fresh like this is yeah. this is you're in that moment you want right get that moment out and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. each exactly. each one after that it's like it's taken a little bit less out of the moment and you still have to try and keep it so it feels like the first time uh-huh. but it's still not quite that live and, in the moment and, feeling and also like in film you there are a lot of technical things that you have to worry about as well yeah. so it's i know um we we have those type of things in, in theater too, where you have to hit your mark and you, because of lighting and all of that. Right. But it's even more precise when you get to film sets yeah. because you're like on this line, you have to pick up the cup at that particular line at that moment, because if you don't, it won't edit with the previous takes. Like if you don't do the exact same thing that you did on the, it's like a dirty, like over the shoulder from something. If you don't move your arm in the same way, like it's going to look weird when we're yeah. shooting you and vice versa. Like it's just not going to match. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of technical things that you don't get, um, that you have to get like, yeah. sorry, that you, that you have to get in, in right. film. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's jump there. Cause I could, I, I honestly, I could rehash high school and, yeah. and talk <laughs> with you like, for hours on end about just remembering things and then kind of asking like, well, what do you, how do you feel about this? Do you think we were too young to do all my sons in high school? Cause probably. I think we were yes. too young. I, yeah, I think we probably were, yeah, totally. But, and I, you know, I feel like we could have that conversation for hours, but but there's there's 20 years of time here, Brandy, where you I have know. gone on to have this, this just this, this awesome, like, fun looking career that I want to know about. So I want to know where did, after high school, what, where was the transition? Was it, did you, did you do college, go to college and then start acting or, or, or film acting? What was kind of the, I guess that the bridge, the gap from college to, to what you're doing now? Um, strangely, I did not matriculate. Okay. Uh, so I didn't, I did not go to college. Sure. That's what matriculate means. Right. And <laughs> I didn't come out of the system. Um, but I, I almost immediately after high school, I went and I got married right after yeah. high school. And that took me to, um, well, a couple of different places. We started off in South Carolina and we went up to New York and then up upstate New York. And then we settled, I guess, in Virginia where, where I lived for, quite a few years. Yeah. And that's where I started acting professionally. I got my first like real agent 
and went on like a bunch of different auditions. My very, very, very first audition was for a Walk to Remember. Do you know that show? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Adam Shankman was the director and it was my, like I said, it was my very, very, very first film audition. Sure. And I, I was super excited because I'd never done it before. And I was yeah. like, and I drove down um, to Wilmington, North Carolina, which was about six hours from where I was living. So I drove down for the audition and they were doing callbacks on the same day. I thought that was kind of normal. I didn't know that that's not what they usually do for film. Yeah. Um, so I, I drove down six hours. I'm, I got a callback. I get to the callback and I think I'm in the wrong place because the only girls that I see there are like short blonde haired girls with short blonde hair. And I'm like, I not, am I, I I'm supposed to be here. Like, I, I don't like, did I miss a memo? Like there's all of these girls are short. Every single one was short with short blonde hair. Yeah. And and so I was really confused. I sign in, I do the thing and I go into the audition room and Adam Shankman, the director is there and he's, he's this fabulously flamboyant man. And, um, he says to me like directly to my face, and this was the exciting part. He says, Brandy, I would love to cast you, but I'm not going to cast you because you look too much like Mandy Moore. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, oh. like I was disappointed obviously, but I was yeah. also kind of excited because <laughs> I got that feedback directly. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, cool. And it was just insane. So that was my very, very first film audition. And, and that's not how they go. Like, I don't sure. Right. Well, it's just, and it's, and it's like for, for that, <laughs> for that audition and that feedback, I mean, that just kind of goes back to what you said earlier, how it's all, you know, there are several factors that come into play. Yeah. It's about how you look like, you he wanted you he wanted you to be in the the movie he, he he's it like but i like can't cast like, you like right. because you look too much like Mandy Moore, who's tall dark skin uh light skin dark hair yeah. um just like you yeah 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 man yeah man I well i mean but yeah like you said i i like that you're able to kind of find the positive that you got mm -hmm. the feedback directly what what comes next like where do you where do you go so, from there so from Virginia, I did move, I moved back to Texas um, and kind of started that. I had, I'd become a, basically a full-time actor in Virginia and then I was sure. like, oh, I'm going to move back to Texas. So uh, I had to start all over Yeah. and, you know, get a regular job. And I say regular job, but <laughs> like, like a, like a waiter or something like I yeah. was waiting tables. Um, yeah. And then, you know, start doing the the acting and the creative stuff again mm -hmm. and from my very first oh I have to jump back to um, Virginia for just a moment because yeah. this kind of is pertinent to the to my story as a as a, a actor filmmaker yeah. so in Virginia I also got my first feature film was booked there and I booked a babysitter who gets murdered and <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I was shooting on the very first day of filming and um, they were having a hard time finding a, an assistant for the lead actor. And sure. they wanted someone, but he was kind of tough to deal with, I guess. Like yeah. a lot of people found him tough to deal with. He was kind of like a New York mafioso type. Sure. And I just kind of 
just gave it right back to him and he loved me. He ended up loving me. Yeah. And so the director asks me if I would like to stay on the film as a production assistant or basically his personal assistant, the, yeah. the main, the lead's personal assistant. So I would like go and I would knock on his door and wake him up every morning and take him to set and like do all the things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like if he wanted lunch or coffee, I was bringing it to him. Right. Right. And so that was kind of the start of my future film. Like, and I would always like, even the short films and stuff like that, I'd always want to help out and learn as much as I could about production itself. Like yeah. I was, I was doing craft services, which is like the snacks and stuff. I was mm -hmm. doing catering. I would make food for the whole crew. Like yeah. I was doing like anything that I could just to be on set. Right. And so because of that, like I developed this love for both sides of the camera. Mm -hmm. um, and I figured out which jobs I hate and which jobs I like yeah. and, through the process, obviously. Right. So, once I came back here, I was primarily acting. And then a good friend of mine, his name's King, um, who is now a good friend of mine, he cast sure. me. And um, like, it was a three-day shoot for, it was kind of a like a commercial shoot for this resort. And yeah. so we went, we traveled there and we went for like three days and we were talking um, and we just hung out like a lot. And then he says, hey, do you want to be a PA for this other thing? And I was like, sure, let's yeah. do it. Like, he's like, you're fun to be around. Like, I think you'd be a great PA. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, totally. And then from a PA, I went to first aid or to second AD and then the first AD. And then now I'm like producing and line producing and like doing all the different, like, like leveling up yeah. with, um, within that and then pr uh, producing my own stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's just been an interesting ride, like being in front of and behind the camera throughout my career, as opposed right. to just focusing on one. And I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, but I enjoy both. Yeah, and I would I would kind of wonder if that would be if that would be a piece of advice to offer people that are kind of getting in that business. Absolutely. Actually, yeah. what the first thing that I ever tell any new actor is be a PA. Like be a PA because then you realize that the show is not all about you. Mm -hmm. It is a collaborative effort, man. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you're an a-hole, then uh, it affects everybody. Yeah. It, it affects everybody. So why not, why not love what you do and treat mm -hmm. people well, and then you'll have a good time on set and you'll create these really wonderful sets that people yeah. want to succeed. And right. they want to see you do well and they want they they just you you work harder and you work better when you're happy yeah. like on set like and yeah. it's so much it's such an an easy experience when it's like that yeah. and one person can bring it down yeah and usually it's the actor mm -hmm. being a dick right right you know um so because they, they it's it's very easy as an actor to be very egocentric because it's it all revolves around you. Like if you need anything, they're like, oh, let me bring you a cookie. Let me bring you some water. Let me do this. And you're so, you're so catered to. And so, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of insane. Yeah. And it's like, you can kind of, you, it, since everything kind of centers around you, you can kind of fall into the pitfalls of that yeah, and really let your ego just grow and expand. grow and grow yeah. and until it's just, obnoxious yeah 
I, I have to tell you, Brandy, that it really, it warms my heart just to know that like, that you are still nice. Like it's, <laughs> it's such a, I don't know. There's just, there's something about, I think we all kind of go through these changes as we get older and maybe harden yeah. a little bit, which I think, you know, you've always been tough too, but your kindness just radiates from you. And oh. I think that you continue to do that. Like it, it makes me feel great to know. That. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I so think it's I, easier to live that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it's a lot of work to be, a crab Angry all the time. It is. Yeah. Like what, what good comes out of that? Because then you have Nothing. to cover your tracks from when you piss the wrong person off. Like it's exactly. just, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to keep, I want to keep like digging away at, at your, your career now, because it's just, it's very exciting uh, for me to kind of get to <laughs> sit back and watch and see what you're involved with. Uh, right now, if I look over your shoulder, there is a poster for a, a short film that yes. you did, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is like right down my, my nerdy alley, uh, yes. my, my geek alley. So I want to talk about committed for a little bit. Okay. Tell me how did, how did this project come to be? How did you get cast as Harley? Like, it's just awesome. Well, I cast myself. Oh yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so that was that was the thing. This is yeah. um at a point in my life when I was living in LA. Okay. And I had a, fr a, a good friend of mine, his name's Colin uh, Costello. And he and I have we he's a writer primarily, but he also directs sure. too. Um so we were talking and we're like, what are we what can we do? And we he came up with this idea. He really wanted me to play Wonder Woman. And I was sure. like, yeah, totally. Like, and we, we, he wrote this script for me uh, called Diana, obviously. And so he wrote this and it was so elaborate. And yeah. I was like, no, we can't. Like, that's just too much money to yeah. do, to make. That's just too much money for us to, to raise and to make. And right. we probably could have done it, but we, we were just pondering what can we make for a lot less mm -hmm. and so we're going back and forth like with ideas and i came up with this idea what if we did harley quinn and joker in couples therapy <laughs> and he was so excited he was just thrilled at the prospect he's like this is the most amazing thing ever uh we have to do it right now um, so he goes home and he basically writes the whole thing that night. And then the next day we, um, he, the next day we talk and he sends me the script and I'm like, oh, this is great. So we go back and forth and I make some changes and he makes some changes. And so we wrote it kind of together Yeah. at that point. Like he did all of the story, like he wrote the basic structure and then we changed a lot of lines and I changed them and he changed some but we wrote it like back and forth together over like the next week or something mm -hmm. and so we're like we're taking a lot of time to do this let's just do it so we did um an Indiegogo campaign and it got fully funded and then we we made the film so I cast myself yeah, um, yeah. we held we held auditions for Joe Grand for the therapist and uh, Matt Stevens who he played the therapist and then Aaron Gaffey played Joker and on honestly like when we're having the the auditions immediately I knew like as soon as he stepped in I was like oh, one, we have really good chemistry. And two, like, yeah. he's great. Like, he was such a great fit for, for that. Yeah. And, and it was such a fun 
experience honestly like it was so great yeah and it was fun to play a character that is once again totally unlike myself right and um yeah it is it's short form it's like 14 minutes and we got a lot of we got our own little theme song made and we did we got some uh, vfx from um fred raimondi who does a bunch of effects for like once upon a time and like he's doing some uh, michael bay stuff now he's just he's just yeah super super talented but he like volunteered to do some stuff for us and it was just like a lot of a lot of fun a lot of work yeah um that was my first foray into like full-on producing my own stuff um yeah on like a full production scale and it was just really fun finding the voice for for harley and just playing just playing yeah really because it's just fun right right yeah Yeah. and and you you're able to find like you know even though you're you're tackling the the production end of things the producing end of things the the writing end of things yeah like you're still burying yourself in this character that you can have a really good time with and i think that's i just think that's that's awesome you watched it did you watch it i I watched it but it's been it's actually been a couple years since i've watched it i think yeah we made it in 2016 yeah Yeah. so we made it in 2016 i released it in 2017 I think when you did the first like uh, social media blitz about it, yeah. I was like, "What? Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> and I should have, yeah. I should have rewatched, like tried to rewatch it before I chatted oh, no, with please. you. But I was, I, I, it was the the cutting edge took up a lot of my, well, <laughs> a lot yeah. of my time. I, we'll that is we'll talk about that a little bit. That's the that's the whole point of this conversation is yeah. the cutting edge, of course. Um, I so. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I want to know, like I, but I feel like I could just like, we could just go on and on. And I want to know, I'd want to know every step. I want to know, oh, well, let's, you know, what was your next part? What was your next part? Yeah, I um, do. I've done so many. Uh, <laughs> I know that sounds so weird to say, but I have done quite a lot. Like some of my best experiences, obviously committed is way up there because it, like I said, it was the first foray into full on produ- production and it was yeah. such a fun character on top of that. And then, um, I got to go, I randomly made a connection, um, with a director, writer, director who lives in Australia. And I got to fly out there and first AD, um, a film out in Australia, like we were, we were shooting mostly in in Canberra, but so that was really cool. That was one of like a very cool production experience. And I had a bit part in it, but because I wasn't able to do any ADR, where they were and it was just like the remote stuff wasn't as good at the capabilities weren't as good as they because that was in 20 god when did I go there oh it was I guess it was right before committed that I did that I did that one so that was it was just fun but I got cut out of that movie I had a part that I got cut out (laughs) funny funny uh thing about that uh I didn't have any boots and I was playing like a warehouse I worked in this facility and I I was wearing boots that were like three times too big for my foot and I have a (laughs) not a small foot I have like a like oh like a lot I wear nine and a half in women so it's not like it's not a tiny foot but this one was like a size it was like a size 14 boot men's that I'm right. wearing and I'm like boop, 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 clop, boop, clop. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> like clopping around like 
just make sure it's like tied really tight oh. all those weird like behind the scenes moments that you get yeah. like from various things <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I wonder like do you ever have to stop and pinch yourself like because this feels like you know this is this is this is partially living the dream like this this is living the dream like it's a lot of work like it sounds like it's a yeah. lot of work <laughs> but but it also feels like you know for someone who who wanted to be a performer for so long is it is it still i guess that's i guess it's a compound question is it still fun and do you feel like you're kind of living out that that dream that you set for yourself i think that or does the dream grow i think that yeah i do think the dream grows but i also think that i don't think about it a lot yeah i just do the work yeah you know what i mean yeah like like for me this is my job Right. That's what I do. Yeah. Like it still feels, I still feel very lucky and very fortunate to do what I do, mm-hmm. but I also, it just feels like that's my job. So it feels yeah. normal to me Like sure. at this point. It just, it feels normal to wake up and to like do my morning pages and which is like a the artist way type of thing. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and to like to write or to be casting something or to, to be doing something. It feels normal right. to do all of that. Like that just right. feels like my job, but I also feel, I also love my job. Yeah. So I feel fortunate to be doing what I do because of that. So, yeah. and so, yeah, it's still fun. Like yeah. it's absolutely still fun. Yes. I've been on some shitty sets where it's been a horrible experience and I've hated my life, but yeah. also those are very few and far between like mm-hmm. I'm more often than not have a really insanely good time on set yeah yeah are you are you able to kind of tell us like what your most recent project was or what what you've got like if you've got something that's coming up soon like give us give us a peek <laughs> uh I did the most recent thing that I booked uh was a thing called, for a software corporation and it's kind of like a it's a it's commercial type of thing which will be be on their website and which will be on their LinkedIn profile and stuff so it's yeah it's an indie thing um or an internet thing and I'm it's it's kind of fun because I'm doing a a minority report type of thing where I'm like envisioning there's the wall and all the things are on it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. no, what's that? No, no, like go here like this, like, you know, those type of things. Right. Um, so that's my most recent thing that I booked. I, I actually shoot that next week. Um, nice. I have another project, which I can't talk about. That, um, hey, I understand. I understand. Then uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, I've also been producing docu- some documentaries. Oh, wow. Lately. Yeah. So those are really fun. I, I produced one, um, that we just recently shot in Louisiana Mm -hmm. and that was really cool. That one is about pistol Pete Maravich. He's a basketball player. Yeah. Seventies. Yeah. Sure. So the new Orleans jazz, when it was the new Orleans jazz, now it's the Mm -hmm. Utah jazz because uh, it was purchased by a Mormon who hated jazz and hated new Orleans. Um, so we moved it to Utah. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but so this is about the story of there's, it's called the kid. Um, well, it's, it's about this guy and he's incredible and his name is Barry Mendelssohn and he has just one of the most interesting stories. So it's about him. It's about Pistol Pete Maravich. It's about 
um, the dome and how he like revolutionized the game of basketball. Yeah. And so in, in conjunction with that, there's also a feature film. So we did some narrative portions and we've done like, so that was, that's just really, really fun. Yeah. So it's about, but it's about Pistol Pete yeah. and, and Barry Mendelssohn. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. So, th- so that's really cool. And then I did another one. I'm, I'm producing or help. I'm one of the producers mm-hmm. um, for another documentary. And that one is about, there is a, in Arlington, there is a place called the Hill and it's a primarily black neighborhood where we learn all of the stories about the time of integration, like when they integrated all the schools and stuff. Yeah. So we're doing like all the interviews for these um, these just fabulous people who like, yeah. have such incredible stories, but it's about like what length they had to go to, even if, if for just wanting to go to school, Yeah, like having to travel on the bus for over an hour, like one way, like, or no, was it two, two hours, like just to go like on the bus. It was just, it was just really, really difficult. They, the zoning, the gerrymandering and how, how all of that affects what's happening uh, or what was happening at that time and and still happens now like for zoning and stuff so it's just that was really cool that one will actually premiere there's a there's a trailer out but that one will premiere um for juneteenth okay yeah awesome in june um yeah. with, with with i i think it you know kind of taking on the documentary field like that kind of allows you an opportunity to get behind projects that you feel are or or projects with messages that you feel are very important yeah. to you do you do you kind of I guess do you I'm trying to think of the way to say it you're you're socially conscious like you are a person who is very socially conscious and and and, and kind of uh presents like shows that 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 equal rights and and everything like that is very important do you do you kind of take a sense of pride or importance when you get to tell the stories of people who are you know i guess presenting truth of of what people are going through and what they're struggling is that is that something that's kind of a a a mission for you now or is it just kind of like you want to take the project that feels right at the time i don't know the best way to phrase that brandy i just kind of so i think i know what you're saying so for me i Personally, I don't feel pride um, or it because I feel like it's something, the stories that are being told like that, um, especially about the Hill, like those stories like that, they need to be told because people don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a filmmaker, as a human, as anyone that has a platform, they have, they have personal stance, like you were yeah. saying. Like for me, it's, um, I'm an ally and equal right for, and, and ally for everybody. I want equal rights for everyone. But my big proponent is um, putting people of color and women in positions in which they're not normally seen, in which they're appreciated and they're celebrated. Right. For example, there's no, there's no ageism, no sexism, no racism. Like in my projects, like if someone is a really great fit for this coming of age type of character mm-hmm. like for example like i've 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 even written like some feature film like one of the feature films that i've wrote written it's a coming it's a coming of age technically but it's yeah. someone in her um late 30s early 40s who um who loses someone yeah and then is like oh well i 
I, why am I wasting my life doing this? I need to do these other mm-hmm. things. Like why not take a chance on myself and, and live an experienced life instead of, yeah. instead of working to live, living to work, you know, right. like it's that like whole debate, like, should I live to work or should I work to live? You know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm always like of the, the mindset, I want to work to live mm-hmm. because living is the best part of being alive. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be working just to, to work. Right. You know, right. and I don't want to like get up in the morning, go to sleep. I mean, that's what happens when you're on a film set. That's actually what happens, especially <laughs> if it's an empty film. Like you're working 14 to 16 hour days and you're yeah. by the, the first part of it, you're like, oh, I'm like a like bright little squirrel. <laughs> and then by the end, you're like, oh, don't talk to me. <laughs> Give know, me like, my cigarettes. You're like, I have so many bags <laughs> under my eyes. And it's just like through this crazy thing. But but to to answer that question is I don't like I said, I don't feel proud of that, but I do feel that it is something that is important to do because I think yeah. that broadening people's perspectives is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And, and if you have the opportunity to broaden someone's perspectives by putting something out there that they're watching, yeah. it makes them think, it makes them think, oh, I didn't know, oh, I didn't know about that. I didn't know this. Yeah. I didn't know these other people's perspectives. So if, if you don't know it, it's just ignorance. Like there's yeah. a lot of ignorance out there. And if you're, if you have that ability to broaden someone's um perspective I, I keep using that word but if you yeah. have if you have that ability i think that it's important to do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah know? so I, why not yeah and i think that's i think that's uh, pride was definitely the wrong word to use but i think that <laughs> that having that having that the forum and having the voice uh or, or the, the 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 means to kind of help other people get their voices out i think that's right. that's an important thing because it's you know there are stories that go untold and I think being able to, to be someone who's in a position where they can help those stories get told. Mm-hmm. That's a very important, important role to have and, you know, something to do. I, I just think that it, the more people know, mm-hmm. the more uh, woke or aware people are. Sure. The, I guess the more accepting and loving and open they are. as general humans that's why i think that traveling for people is so important like some of the most closed-minded people are one they're pretty unhappy and like they're just judging people for something that they know nothing about right like for example if you go to a small town like a super super small town and someone comes in there and they they speak english but it's broken whatever language that they're speaking right Right. they're speaking another language and that's something that they're not taking into consideration because they've never traveled outside of their their province Mm -hmm. or wherever it is like whatever it is right so so but if they travel but if they traveled they would know oh it is difficult to communicate in another Mm -hmm. language and yeah and that's just one example of something like that like I don't know, but there's so so many. Yeah, 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 and I, I and I think the other thing, you know, especially with that 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 uh, uh, specific situation you addressed, I think that once someone wraps their head around the fact that this person is now you know somewhat fluent in two languages, like you know, it may not be as as clear or Americanized as 
the person, you know, that, that community, right. but they're still delivering this language that they've mastered two languages and you're just stuck on one. one. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, and it's, it, it's, it, it's further interesting because they're treating these people like they're stupid or dumb when mm-hmm. they're obviously mastering your language. Right. Uh, and, and you have not even mastered your own yeah. language and they're yeah. doing two. They have you, two. Yeah. Yeah, I there there are a lot of thoughts I have about people in the world right now. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. ignorance and uh, yeah, but that's yeah, a conversation for a different day, Brandy Price. <laughs> okay, I'm happy to have it with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Brandy, this has been for me like just great, like just getting <laughs> to to catch up and and talk, and I could like I can have long extended conversations about anything and everything with you which you know we'll have to do again sometime yeah for sure but we we have to stick to the assignment right now yes we do okay <laughs> and that means that we are going to talk about the featured movie of the week you know i didn't even ask you about your connection with movies like as an observer uh more of just your your participation with them uh-huh. did you did you grow up like really like loving movies was there was it something that you had in your uh i guess over the scope of because I know you really love movies now but was it was it always like that um I've I think I've always kind of loved movies but mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of experience like going we didn't go to the theater a lot or anything sure. when I was a, a child we didn't sure. we very rarely went and that's why that's actually why I chose the cutting edge is because yeah. it's my very very first theater experience Okay. And I recall, like, I probably went like as a baby or something like that, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's my very, very first in theater experience. And it was because my stepdad, he wanted to watch another movie. And the only one that was like PG or PG 13 or whatever that was appropriate yeah. for us to watch, me and my brother, was was the cutting edge. cutting edge so and that was the only one that was available and yeah. we didn't know what it was about we we're just like okay we'll watch it and then my brother and i who was two years younger um we both ended up really loving the film like, sure, sure. <laughs> I, I don't know uh why like we ended up loving it so much because like watching it back again like it's it's not really for kids right Right. the movie's not for kids but that's yeah. the first movie that i saw in the theater yeah well let's yeah. let's let's dive into this movie a little bit our featured movie of the week is in fact the cutting edge it's one o'clock it's one o'clock in the afternoon i'm just about four hours late here rita rita anita gita gita close <laughs> Olympic star Doug Dorsey's the best hockey player in America, and he's about to retire. Kate Mosley was America's sweetheart. Until Hercules here learns how to lock his grip, this will have to do. And she's got a nickname that rhymes with rich. What a thing. For both of them, the Olympics have become a faraway dream. Here, you try. Until someone... Those are figure skates, pal. ...set up the ultimate blind date. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm a guy who came a long way for lunch. Please don't let me keep you from the trough. Enough! 
the king of the rink and America's ice queen just became a team. Don't quit your day job. Would you please put me down? You traitor! Guess that move needs some work. You've been doing what? I've been doing figure skating. Finger painting? As a matter of fact, I do have a boyfriend. What do you do, keep him chained up in the basement? I don't like to see her upset. If I was you, I'd invest in blindfolds. Are they gonna get it before they kill each other? You look really nervous. How nervous are you? Dorsey and Mosley, the American Olympic team's best shot at the goal. You're falling for him. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so, so that was your 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 first experience with it, and and you you guys both your, you and your brother both kind of fell in love with this movie right then and there. Was it? Yeah, we think- loved it. Was it the was it the movie or was it the experience of being able to to get to see this movie in the theater or was it, it was, a mixture of both? I think it was both because um, when because as I was rewatching it, I just remember I just remembered yeah. so much. Yeah, like it was like every almost every single line was in my head mm-hmm. and it's so and it's so strange that I had that connection to it, but also like watching it from um, the perspective that I'm watching it from now with all the experience that I have, like making movies and stuff, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really change it. I don't know if that's nostalgic factor, but I still find it super engaging and funny and they have great chemistry and I thought the filmmaking was good. I, I just thought everything about it and it has like, obviously it has a dated feel because with the, the wardrobe and and stuff and it has that definite film quality which is you just don't get when you watch the digital movies right um yeah so i don't know what did you think of it when you were watching it so this was the first time that I had ever seen oh really yeah i had never seen it's good to see it from that first fresh perspective yeah I hadn't seen it before. I uh-huh. hadn't seen like, you know, and I've had people over the course of, you know, ever since it came out, tell me, you know, oh, this is a good movie. This is a really good movie. It you is. should see it. And I'm like, I'll get to it. I'll get uh, to it. I'll get to it. It's well, just not it's at all, the top of the list. <laughs> right, right. And it's always nice to kind of have that 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 thing that because like, oh yeah, well now it's time. Now I have to sit down and watch it. Yes. And I, I, I thought it was cute. I thought it was a very charming. Yeah, like, it's super charming. It's, it's it's different because it's not your typical romantic comedy, even right. though there are elements that are definitely in that vibe because there's the whole, will they, won't they throughout the whole thing. Right. You're like, Oh, are these two going to, and you're like, of course they're going to end up together. They will. Right. Right. But it's not as like. They're, Formulaic. They're are, yeah. And there, are, there are funny parts to it, but it's not like, it's not silly funny no it's not it's just this this kind of slice of life and it's it's kind of like a dry humor and like it's a little sarcastic and stuff and I wonder if that really shaped my version of funny because I'm I'm like that now yeah and I wonder if that had anything to do with it now that I think I'm thinking about it in that regard yeah because it's very it's it's a very like I think dry is the right word to use mm-hmm. because it's just the, the humor is there. You can, you can tell there, there are definitely comedic things that happen. Like, and the you know, some slapstick. So, like, 
it's they're great. Al- it's almost mean. Like at some points in this movie, like the characters are almost just a, a little. No, they too, are. Yeah, like a little too mean to each other, and it's kind of like, oh man, like these people are kind of garbage <laughs> but but you still are cheering for them i know like, it's so I, weird I, right i think it's that mixture of be- because you want them to be better like yeah. above all else you want by the end of the movie you want them to be a better version of themselves yeah. and you know as you go on this journey with them that that's what's going to happen they're going to find the thing that kind of fixes their cynicism uh <laughs> you know fixes their their like uh, I guess whatever problems they've had, like it, it's it's going to be resolved by the time the movie ends. But getting there, it sometimes it it felt I was like, oh man, they are just how are these two people? How are they going to end up getting together <laughs> when when you know they are? Um, yeah, I I liked it. There were some <laughs> there were some stylistic flourishes that I thought kind of. Uh, didn't sit didn't sit totally well with me like it does a lot of like it's a it's a weird weird cut to that very like slow-mo choppy like film uh stock when they're doing the skating like Uh it'll go to where it's you know normal film and then it's the like kind of like grainy like dirty Oh yeah that's true and it's it's you know i i understand what they were going for uh i just i was like this is it's weird to use this in this kind of a movie but here we are um but yeah i i think overall like i thought it was very charming i thought it was a very like and i was glad yeah. that that it i'm glad they did the uh the move i can't remember what it's called right now at the end because they did they worked very hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up pulling off that move at the yeah. end yeah <laughs> so I, I guess I'm curious from from your point of view. So you know, when but before this rewatched, is this something that you watch regularly, or is it something that you no. kind of go back to? No, no, yeah? no. Uh-uh. It's not something that I watch like on the regular or anything. Sure, sure. But it, it, I, I like I said, I just picked that movie because it was the very first one that I saw in the theaters. Yeah, and I wanted to see because I've been thinking a lot about because like, I have a Facebook group. Yeah. Um, let's talk movies yeah and so I asked like what's the first movie that you saw in the theater or what's a film that still stands up now that you enjoyed as a kid yeah and I don't think there are a ton of them there are some obviously right. um but this one I still think stands up yeah honestly yeah. like and I that's one of the other reasons why I wanted to rewatch it because I hadn't really watched it again well, I've seen it a couple of times, obviously, like throughout sure. the years, but um, I hadn't watched it in at least a decade. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And um, yeah, probably longer than that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder why that is. Like, do you think <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna be stupid, but I'm still gonna ask it. Like, so you know, you were saying that a lot of these movies don't quite hold up as well as they may have done when we were younger is it is it because we're young and we're just kind of accepting of things like it's oh bright shiny object on a big screen that excites me or is it like is there just I mean so for example I've I've uh, 
the last like last month or so uh when i'm doing work at night i'll put a like a comedy on from the uh late 90s early <laughs> 2000s and i'll put that on and i'll watch that while i'm working yeah and i am just floored by like the homophobic jokes like yeah. the 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 uh, attacks on the disabled people, developmentally disabled people, like just the the usage of uh, and racism, like just yeah. casual racism. It's like I'm, so rampant. Yeah, like uh-huh. I'm just kind of floored by that. And I think back, I'm like, I bet that at that time, I probably thought nothing of it, and I just laughed, like it was just that was just because it was normalized, right? Like it was, and normal. now. Yeah, and now you go back and watch, and you're like, "This does not hold up." I it am uncomfortable. Not, you're like, "I don't like this." <laughs> Oof, no. Yeah. And I and I wonder if it's if it's partially, you know, not on that scale because I don't think any of the movies that we really treasure from our childhood are like that. But yeah. if it's still just that that storytelling that feels antiquated or outdated, it, it, I mean, I wonder what what would you think on that? So, uh, children are terrible judges of movies yeah yeah um that that's why like (laughs) they have to be a little bit bigger they have to be a little bit more showy and they have to be a little bit like for uh brian cranston is a good example for this i think sure because he played on disney like he Mm -hmm. played on malcolm in the middle yeah he played uh the dad in malcolm in the middle right and he said, like, I was listening to an interview with him and he was talking about how in that particular show, he had to like, make sure that he was not like resting his face because his resting face is actually quite scary as you witness very often in Breaking Bad. Yeah. So like, but because he wanted to be identifiable, he wanted to be lovable. He wanted to be all of those things like in the Disney thing, he had to bring up his energy. He had to do like more uh, presentational type or style of acting. Um, And that's what kids need because that's how they grow and that's how they learn social cues. That's how they learn like a bunch of different things. So I think that if things are showy, if things are like bigger than life and stuff, that shows them like different perspectives like of things like if there's an evil character he's really going to be evil right you know yeah and he's not going to be like like a normal kind of guy like they would have in like a bond film or something sure like he's not going to be the same yeah so i think that they're we hold on to them a little bit because of nostalgia because they Mm -hmm. once again that whole as we come full circle the way you make people feel becomes and that's what those movies they made us feel something yeah um and and just because they were presentational doesn't take that away but it i think that just kids are bad judges of what is a quality movie as opposed to like what is really a good movie right right you know yeah Um, and and i i I think it's uh, sorry to interrupt i'm uh I think it's kind of interesting then because, you know, I think we all have those movies though from our childhood that are kind of those transitional movies where it's like, we kind of break out of the, you know, we liked, I liked these little kid movies, but then I saw this movie and I was like, this is a grown up movie. And now I'm like, now I get it. And I think it it might be kind of interesting that, you know, do do you remember how old you were when you first saw the cutting edge? It was like what, 1990 when it came out. So like 90. 
92? Yeah. Was so it like, 90, it's 90 yeah. something, 91, I, 90, something, 90, 90 yeah. 91. Yeah. yeah. So like, like 10. Yeah, yeah, I was like 10. And, you know, I wonder, <laughs> like, if it is, is it, if, if it is because of that, like, yeah. Yeah, this because, is an adult movie. Right. And, and yeah. these are characters that they're, they're not over exaggerated. I, I, like, I don't think so, at least, you know, I think maybe their I, conflict I like, might be. Yeah, I think they're probably, you're right. Like their conflict is, um, and the way that they deal with it, like the characters are a little bit exaggerated and like she's overly bitchy, like all yes. of the time. Yes. Um, so there's not like, there's an arc, but like, it's just like, yeah. you right. know, like it's just a little <laughs> right. mini arc. It's like right. a little tiny arc. Yeah. Um, and, and the same like for his character, like they're not, they're not like fully developed character arcs or anything yeah. like that. But it, it I think you're right like it did bridge that gap between like being a kid and like learn like and then watching something that's an adult yeah. type of film because it is and maybe that's why like my style of acting has always been a little bit like more nuanced and smaller mm-hmm. than like a lot of like the presentational stuff that you do yeah. you see so many actors doing all for for theater especially yeah. but um maybe I mean there's a lot of things that now that I'm like looking at it from that lens like you're talking about it's like sure. oh shit like it really may have influenced me more than I ever ever imagined that it did yeah because it's 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 not a kid's movie like this is not. this is very much not a kid's movie <laughs> yeah. and, and I and I don't think it even like there's no pandering to kids like no. you were talking about nobody it's is playing not. big and broad exaggerated no. types to say i'm the romantic interest yes. i'm the good guy the bad guy yeah. everyone is very just uh, who they are i mean take them as they come like you, you yes. see it that's who uh-huh. they are and but this movie did have when it came out i think because of its rating it was a it was a pg movie yeah. it had that that appeal to like adults and younger audiences because younger well, audiences because, could even see it well because the parents could take their kids to see it yes you know yes. like well they could take their kids to see rated r movies too but they could safely do it you right know? right <laughs> and i and i think you know the the you know winter olympics like this was around the time of i believe this was the maybe this was maybe this was a little before the nancy kerrigan oh, tanya harding had, thing but, uh, yeah. i think it was a little bit before but yeah but, but the Winter still... Olympics were like starting to be like a huge thing, and right, because and yeah, because ninety four, I guess ninety four, ninety four was I think was Nancy Kerrigan, I think. yeah. So Tony it was like Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, right? So before before uh, they clouded our love for figure skating, yes. uh, this this joyful movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know the, the every, every time the Winter Olympics roll around, like it's it's the figure skating and the hockey that people get super excited about. I think over the years, yeah. you know, speed skating has become a little bit more interesting. Oddly uh, enough, so, curling. <laughs> oh, that's what I was just about to say. Like someone, um, I was I was talking to someone, and just recently they were talking about the Winter Olympics. And I was just like, they're like, man, I'm digging out some um, curling. And I was like, <laughs> and I just kind of laughed. Just, <laughs> they were like, no, no, I'm like serious. I, don't I was like, oh, it. oh, okay. I was like, there's definitely skill involved in curling. Yeah. It's just not something that I would, okay. 
I would say this like really exciting. It never fails. Like once the Winter Olympics roll around that there's a sudden like influx of people who are like, I want to know everything about curling. Like I would just, I just want to, I'm going to watch it at all hours of the night. And then, (laughs) then the Olympics are over and then it's like, I don't know. I'm done with curling. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I gotta because, really care. <laughs> because I used to do that. Like we would stay up, my brother and I would stay up and like during the winter Olympics and we'd go down to the kitchen and turn the TV on. And like, that's when they would play curling is like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Nobody watches it. No, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and we would just watch it and be like, I don't know what they're doing, but this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so back to this movie. Um, you know what are what are things about this movie now that you know you 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 watched it again? What really kind of stood out to you um, about the movie now? Like, is it is it the stories? Is it the performances? Like, what what elements here really work for you? The I think the the elements that work the best is their chemistry. Yeah, they just have such a a lively banter between the two of them. It's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, I. I don't know if you watch Mrs. Maisel, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Sure. Yeah. But it's kind of like their banter is in Mrs. Maisel, it's a little bit more, well, it's more verbose, I guess you could yeah. say. Um, but they, they have like good chemistry, like Lenny Bruce and Mrs. Maisel. And it's kind of like that, that love hate type of thing. And, and yeah. they're, it just works really, really well. Yeah. I think between the two of them and, and, like I said, they're just, it's just kind of slice of life. And I think yeah. that works too. I think the competition between them is, is funny. I think though there are a lot of like very subtle comedic elements that I, I just enjoy and it's, it's good hearted. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are some, like, they are kind of mean to each other. Um, but I think that people do that like exactly. your best like your best the people that you're the best friends with are just, you're just kind of an asshole with them sometimes oh yeah oh, because yeah. you're just being honest right like, and they're not letting her like he's for example not letting her get away with um being a bitch all the time and mm-hmm. i think that's also great like someone that calls someone out for being bad i like that yeah yeah, it's important. It's, it's important to see that. <laughs> People because... need that. Exactly. People need it. <laughs> Maybe I like that part of the yeah. message of it. Yeah. I, I think there you, you were saying about the, the, the chemistry between the two of them, mm-hmm. and it, it plays along with the Mrs. Maisel. It, it does have a very, like, even though I don't think it's, I don't think the, the dialogue is just rambunctiously hilarious, there it's feels not. like there's a screwball pitter-patter to it, where it's just yeah, like, you exactly. know. exactly that kind of like his girl Friday uh, people kind of just bouncing off of each other. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, one person has a zinger and the other person ups it with another zinger and it's right. back and forth. And that, that really worked for me. I thought that was a lot of fun and I it did. It's, it. it strengthened um, the performances and the chemistry for me between uh, uh, Moira Kelly and uh, uh, DB Sweeney. Like, I just thought yeah. they were. Where are they great. now? Like, are they in films? Know. I was like, I know. I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> I was, it, it made me really disappointed that they are not like, like still, bigger stars. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I think they're, they're great. St- I think they're still working. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't honestly tell you where they are now. Yeah. 
like and i and i feel like they were both touted like at that time to be rising stars uh-huh. and it just it was like that they never quite yeah, found that that happened. cloud yeah but they're both really good in yeah this they're so good and a lot of fun to watch and and they they both kind of nail the character trait like that they're yeah. their, their focus <laughs> character trait like they just yeah knock it out of the park i think she I especially she does this like look with her eyes and and you were talking about earlier how it's like it can seem like you're doing nothing but even when you do nothing on camera it's it does a lot and yeah. she would just do this little like i don't know like it was it was she would like kind of squint for a second or do something with her eyes <laughs> and it was like it was that exclamation point on whatever she oh, just right. said <laughs> and like i love looking at things like that i love getting to watch those little moments um what what sequence in this movie or or moment in this movie kind of stands out for you as like your favorite? Like what what's oh, the what's the selling point for you about this movie? <laughs> Can I just say like topic? Like that's it. <laughs> God. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was kind of a, a theme like throughout the whole thing. Um I don't know probably just the end like them yeah. like doing the pachinko twist and yes yeah <laughs> it's it's such a good build like i was because yeah. I, ha- I had to pause the movie for some reason and i saw that there was like 15 minutes left and i'm like how are they gonna wrap this all up right like, how, how are we gonna get to the happy ending yeah. with this much time left because they are they are not in a good place they're not there now <laughs> And yeah, it all, it all comes together. You know, it comes together like a romantic comedy should like everything just kind of like resolves itself. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just, I, I think that that last scene is really great um, (laughs) because it, it, it does a lot of heavy lifting really well. Yeah. I agree. And just ties that nice bow on things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, are there any other parts of this movie, Brandy, that you want to make sure we, we talk Gosh. about or that doesn't um, go unmentioned? Not that I can really think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun movie. And I, yeah, I, it's fun. I like, I love that I was finally able to get to watch it because it's, <laughs> you know, this, it's one to check off the list that I'd been wanting to see for a while. Just, but I did, yeah. you're right. It wasn't at the top of my list, but it was something I'd wanted to see. Right. It's like, it's not one of those movies that it's a must see. You have right. to see it, but if it's, if it's playing, like just watch it. It's fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the chemistry is good between the two of them. I think the filmmaking is actually pretty good. And, um, yeah, all all in all, like it's a really enjoyable movie. It's yeah. lighthearted. It's it feels fun. Chemistry, like I said, is good. Acting's good. Yeah. And it's it's always interesting to me too, just to kind of see what movies and and what reasons people have that personal connection, like too, because it's uh-huh. like this is this is the the first movie you saw in theaters, and that's yeah. that's <laughs> like something that never you know you can't change that, and yeah. now you've got that like just stuck in your your head and your heart forever and you'll always hold on to that especially you know i i feel i guess i'm speaking for you on this but i feel like you know especially being involved in the the film industry like this is (laughs) to to make it very dramatic this is where it all started (laughs) yeah kind of yeah i mean 
that's kind of how a lot of filmmakers start. And and after having this conversation, of, just in general, about not only just the film, but it makes you think about how that film really affected you as yeah. um, as a as a filmmaker, as an actor, as an artist, or all of those things. And I think that it had a lot more effect than I initially thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's that uh, uh, kind of subliminal uh, uh, yeah. effect on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the first, the first real acting that I saw, it was them just being like, um, not being super over the top, not being like anything like that. So maybe that right. is why yeah. I wasn't. Ugh. I don't know if you remember in um, yeah. in when we were in high school, there was a guy named Tim. And he had the one line in the crucible, and he would say every time, "It is a lie," and like put his <laughs> finger up in the air, like every single time. And Mrs. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Mrs. Uh, oh God, what? Not Mrs. Jordan. Uh, why? Mrs. Barrett. Yeah, she yeah. was. I was like, oh, we were just talking about her wine. That name just like flew out of my mind. I all it all that was that, in my head was like ginger or red, and I was like, what? not. You're not wrong. You're not. Yeah, I'm not wrong, but also not right. So um, yeah, and she just kept trying to get him to do it any other way, and he's just like, it is a lie. With his finger in the eye. <laughs> Oh, yeah oh, oh that's funny so good so good <laughs> just like there there are so many different things like from from back then that it's kind of like yeah you know you, you, it's maybe it's mean but like there were some people that it was like they, they were they were stuck kind of in that performative uh, bigger than life everything yeah, had to be yeah, out there yeah. and projected uh -huh. and it wasn't very natural and it's like you know, I don't know if this is something you're going to continue doing or if this is something <laughs> where, where it's just, this is your, your high school hobby and whatever yeah. works for you. I am, uh, I'm, now I'm I am fully for. for. Yeah. 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 I remember uh, distinctly Mrs. Barrett telling me one day, she says, you're going to make a, a really great film actor. <laughs> I was just like, but I'm doing theater. <laughs> what? What? Like, thanks 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 a lot she's is like that... you need to be bigger <laughs> i'm like oh okay well it's you know it's so weird it is Cause, different because you because you don't know like and you want to you want to we're so used to I, I think especially in high school you're so used to the acting that you watch on tv and you watch in yeah. movies and it's you want to do that and for the theater it has to be bigger but yeah. you have to you know you still want to make it feel real but I feel like for me at least the the development of the characters are the same mm -hmm. it's just like the the format is just a little bit different like if you're yeah. looking at if you're looking at your watch when you're looking on film you just look at it like you just yeah. glance but if you're looking on stage, you bring up your arm and you right. turn your wrist and you look at your your watch like that. Like so yeah. it's just different ways of doing things. Yeah. I yeah. think. Like the the form is a little different, but the the work is the same. Right. For right. me at least. Yeah. 
no, I, I, I completely agree. And I, I say this as someone who has not gone on to uh, work in film <laughs> at all, but someone who has grown to appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Kind of thank you. Thanks to, you know, watching movies my whole life and right. theater background and, and, you know, directing and things like that. You, you have a different appreciation for it. And yeah. Yeah. Brandy, uh, like I said, this has just been uh, fantastic for me. Uh, it's been super I, fun. I just, am, I'm so happy that we were able to have this conversation. You're not quite done yet. Uh, oh, okay. Every every show, I close every show with a segment that I like to call the Fat Five. Uh, okay. These are these are five oh, rapid fire ish questions. Okay. Uh, just to kind of gauge general taste in movies. And you know, go from there. Oh, gosh. So, are you ready I didn't for prepare. the? I know, I, I, didn't I know. It's it's tough. This is a, this is a really tough okay, spot. Let's go. <sighs> All right. Question number one, uh, and this is the hardest one. Just so you know. Okay. Question number one: What is your favorite movie of all time? I know I you hate one. that question. You no, hate I don't that have question. one. Yeah. You no, like I too don't. many. No, I yeah. don't. Yeah, I don't have one. Yeah. That's like a if fair... you say like if you say a genre, I could probably tell you like which one and which genre maybe. Okay, we but... we we covered uh, uh, cutting edge, which is kind of a romantic comedy. So, <laughs> so what's your do... favorite romantic comedy? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> there's still the first one that pops into my mind. Romantic comedy uh, would be like Fifty First Dates. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's let's go with that like i i'm just gonna say that for now because yeah. that's the first one that popped into my head yeah. and it is and a, a good one it is it's a ton yeah. of fun i think that yeah. one's very sweet i'm not like the biggest adam sandler fan but that's one that, but I, that movie I could watch is really cute yes yeah. yes i could watch that one a lot they, there's so many like cute romantic comedies though mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. what's yours yeah. um mine is probably honestly you've got mail Oh, it's such a great one. I love You've Got Mail. I love You've Got Mail. I cry every time. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it in the last 20 years. But is it a comedy? I think so. (laughs) I think so. I think it's funny. I didn't, I wouldn't, I I, I guess it probably is, but. I think it's more of a comedy than Sleepless in Seattle is. I think Sleepless in Seattle is more dramatic. But I feel like they're the same. Yeah. Okay. Like same genre, I would yeah. say, but not romantic comedy. I don't yeah. know, but it's cute. I really yeah. love that film. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I love yeah. it. That's 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 my go-to. That's the okay. one that makes me happy. Okay. All I right. Like it. Question number two. This is kind of a a compound question. Okay. Uh, the first part of it is, who is your favorite actress uh, to watch? Ah. Uh not fair (laughs) favorite actress okay favorite actress favorite actress to watch oh there's so many Uh, asking the hard questions yeah i know it's really hard for me because i'm a tough journalist (laughs) so i would say um the two that pop into my head right now are emily blunt and meryl streep awesome oh viola yeah. davis too I yes love her too. oh yeah fantastic choices they're great <laughs> yeah you you don't have to just name one i'm okay with yeah, you, you like, doing more i was That's like perfect. those are kind of like my top three i would say those three are my top 
yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're all. Great. I like. There's so many good. Oh, yeah. but then I'm missing like Kate Winslet. I, there's okay. There's just too many. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough. It's it's a tough question to answer. So I'm just yeah. gonna make it even more difficult. The compound okay. question of that is: Who is your favorite actor? There's just so many. I know. It's not there. <laughs> um, favorite actor. I do. I do really love Tom Hanks. We we're talking about him earlier. Yeah. Like he's definitely one of my top ones. Like he's always super, super solid. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper is quickly becoming like one of my faves too. Like he's, yeah. he's doing some great work. Like uh, his work in Nightmare Alley was great, fantastic. So so good, yeah. Leo DiCaprio also so uh, there's like there's just so many like really good actors, male and female, out there yeah. that are just amazing to watch. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll just yeah. those we'll are good. Stop there. Those are good picks. Those are good picks. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak this next question a little bit for you, Brandy, because you okay. are a working actress uh-huh. so is there a dream director that you would love to uh work with oh god <laughs> of course there are like there i have so damn it that's hard yeah that's yeah. so hard because like oh yes oh that's my favorite director like that I would like to work with. Um, I really love Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. Um, like the big three, all those guys are really good. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Man, yeah. just like, just thinking about this brand, if we could get you in a Cuaron film, like you would, yeah he's he's so natural like he's so naturalistic that's that's kind of why I think that my style is um like his but like Mm -hmm. comedic though like I I don't know like who who like comedy like my my acting style like comedic wise probably like it would be like I could do something like along the lines of like bridesmaids or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be fun to see you do something like part of the Christopher Guest ensemble. Oh, like, that uh, would be waiting fun. for Geffman. Yeah, best, yeah, best yeah. That would be super fun. Like just to see yeah. you push. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Who else? Like there's there's just like then if you're doing something like more gritty or something like. Um, Jane Campion would be good. Yeah. Like, there's just like there's just so many um, great directors out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even Tarantino, like, uh, like something like that would be super fun if I could do something like Kill Bill. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, that'd be so cool. <laughs> or even like yeah. a western. Uh, I don't know. That would be awesome. Like, there's just there's so many like. 
the yeah. the the options are endless yeah the options really are. I, I feel like there's so much dead space you just have to cut it out i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm i'll probably i might cut a little bit i re, i usually don't like that's the thing i just feel like it keeps the conversation like feeling real like people yeah. are sitting in if they're yeah. just like you know conversations it's have just, those moments I'm just like, da, 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 da. <laughs> well i'll I'll, yeah. I'll take i'll take a okay. little bit of the pressure off your shoulders and i'll okay. move on to question four okay uh, question four is is there a movie that is has yet to come out or one that has come out that you haven't seen that you are super excited to get a chance to watch oh um gosh I feel like I, I just watched the Batman. That was fun. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. I have, I still have not seen that. I'm going to try and see it yeah. hopefully this week. So like I've been talking to a couple people about it thus far. And one of the things that it's not really well advertised or talked about mm-hmm. is the fact that this is just his second, um, his second year as Batman. Yeah. So that's yeah. something that most of the complaints that people have with the film, when I tell them that, they're like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like that all of the things that I was about like to say that that makes perfect sense now. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 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 So that was good. I, I wasn't expecting to like Robert Pattinson as much as I did in sure. the film. Um, but I didn't, I didn't hate him as Batman. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited what to see did, that one. Someone someone said um they, they made like a stupid funny joke like about him and Twilight because it's he said <laughs> he was like it took it only took him 14 years to turn into a bat. He's a terrible vampire. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> oh yeah, God. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was looking forward to seeing that. Um yeah. I saw it opening weekend because you know I do love I'm kind of nerdy. I'm a yeah. Oh, I am looking um forward to Obi-Wan. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, that one's gonna be a lot of fun. Ugh. Yeah, super excited for That'll that. Be... That one's gonna be great. Plus, he's fabulous. Yes. Yes. Ewan McGregor I love rules. Ewan McGregor, yes. <laughs> ah, so good. That's a good mm-hmm. answer. Obi-Wan is Obi-Wan is a great answer. The Batman's yeah. a great answer. And that leads to the last question. So the last question is uh the name of the show is Let's Talk About. Uh I use a I use a taco scale for rating my movies. Oh, right. So what I want for you, Brandy, is I want you to craft me your perfect taco. I just usually pick something that's on the menu that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, um, just going to get it to go. I'm just going to get it to go. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that something that is delicious. Oh, have you ever been to Velvet Taco? They no, have this, I, like, I don't think we have that here. Oh, well, there's, if you're in Dallas ever, sure. like there's a place um, on Knox Anderson it's called Velvet Taco and they have like a tikka masala taco. Ooh. which sounds kind of strange but yeah. it's so tasty yeah yeah Ooh. so it's like it's like a blending indian food with tacos wow um, so it's like the ticket flavor with uh with like other things but i love like mexican street taco tacos too like sure. in mexico city where you probably shouldn't eat them but they taste so good yeah 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 oh, whereas yeah. like uh like barbacoa or you know carnitas yeah. or something like that 
I always do this to myself and I don't eat before I record the podcast. And then you start talking about tacos. Yeah, then it gets to the taco (laughs) point and I'm like, well, I guess the rest of my day has shaped out for tacos. Like I am going to be eating tacos. Taco Tuesday every day. Taco Tuesday every day. Uh, Brandy, I again, like I just, this has been, this has been a ton of fun and it's just, (laughs) it's always nice to like, I always enjoy catching up with people like just especially like you know especially after the last couple years where we've all been kind of restricted to you know I I guess be confined into a space it gets the brain going and you're like man I remember best ways (laughs) right right sometimes it is very (laughs) it can be very sad and isolating but like I and I and I think too for me as I get older, like I just sometimes like to kind of go back to remembering like the happy parts of what got me, like kept me going um, so that I was able to get yeah. here. And it's like, you know, my, my friends in high school, any, throughout any crap that I may have gone through, any crap that I experienced, I had great friends. And to get to reconnect with them, it really was such a nice time. Like there were some really wonderful people and, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel privileged that you're on that list for me, Brandy. I just, (laughs) I think you're, I think you're awesome. And I always get very excited to see that you are uh, succeeding and, and just doing well, doing well in general. So it makes me happy. Well, Brandy, is there is there a place that if if people want to check you out on social media that that you have available, or or even the Facebook yeah. group, the Let's Talk Movies group, if you'd like to to plug that too? Uh, so there's obviously the Let's Talk Movies. I have my own like fan page on Facebook yeah. called uh, Brandy Price, B R A N D I Price, just like how much is it? And most of my uh, like TikTok and Instagram, and all that is underscore Brandy Price. And then you can find me on YouTube also. Um, awesome. And just search Brandy Price that comes up. Or Baseline Beatnik is my production company. And also the name of my YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it has like. Check out your IMDb page too. Or you can check out my IMDb page. Yeah. Why not? Just search yeah. Brandy Price. That's right. It's there. I got one of those. Heck yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, well, awesome, Brandy. Thank you again so, so much. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Yeah, and you it's bet. been like too long. <laughs> I know. I know. This the, the, let's not let it be two decades before our next conversation. <laughs> like I told that to, to Brad and Robbie too when they were on the yeah. show. And I was like, we this is this is way too long. Like we enjoy talking to each other. So let's not yeah. keep that from us. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, I'll check, I'll check in again for sure, just to make Perfect. sure everything's going okay. <laughs> once again a huge thank you to brandy for that conversation it's just been it's been a lot of fun like reconnecting with with people from uh the lost decades uh you know it's we 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 all grew up together and have grown up since and it's just kind of fun to see where people are now and what they're doing and uh, just remembering these friends that I've had uh, on this journey. So, yeah, just awesome to talk with Brandy. Uh, again, uh, 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 check out her her social media and whatnot that she listed there. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Let's Talk About. 
Uh, you can find Fat Dude Digs Flicks across social media. Just do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd, and you will find me there. Subscribe to this podcast, like this podcast, share this podcast, rate and review this podcast. Um, if you subscribe to this podcast on like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anything like that, not only do you get Let's Talk About, but you also get the Criterion Break where I am joined by Blake Ginnethan and Derek Vierink, where we dig into our love for the Criterion Collection and the Criterion Channel. Um, rate and review this podcast too that really helps us get out in front of more people we would love to to have this audience grow and we can do that with your help uh so please share please rate please review all that good stuff if you have any questions comments concerns uh recommendations if you'd like to be a guest shoot an email to fat dude digs flicks at gmail.com uh, i would love to have a conversation with you uh, follow the guys at Backlot605. You can find them Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever your podcasts are caught. Definitely check on what the Backlot guys are doing. That is it for this episode. Next week, it is time. It is finally here. The annual Best of Countdown, where I will be joined by my buddy Jameson Fifely of SD Film Thoughts, uh, where we will talk about our favorite films of the last year. Uh, usually a top 10, top 10 countdown, uh, kind of our surprises, our disappointments, uh, and some honorable mentions as well. And much like last year, uh, I have enlisted the help of guests who have been on the show over the last year to kind of offer their feedback as well. So you will not want to miss what will probably be a long episode, but hopefully uh, knowing knowing Jameson, uh, it's going to be a good one. So we'll see you back here next week. Same fat time, same fat channel, and let's talk about movies. <gasps> Bye. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.